welcome back to two people talking about things they know nothing about. You know, I really don't think that should become our opening line. We didn't agree on that. Oh, why not? You used it last time. Well, last time I didn't have my morning coffee and it was a joke. Well, how about just welcome back? Yeah, sure. Sounds great. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. Yes, yes, you are. We hope that everyone's great and that you're having a fun day. And if not, we will do our best to entertain you today as we have prepared a very interesting topic, not unlike last time. Today's topic is more scary than the Titanic. It'll definitely give you the heebie-jeebies, but it'll also be worth it. No monsters in the closet are excluded, and we do recommend that you check under your bed before continuing. But not because we'll be telling ghost stories or anything. You should just check the floor under your bed, you know, to see if it's clean. Wait, what? Yeah, you know, that one part of the floor, the, you know, the, the, the part, uh... Mm. Why is the floor under your bed different from any other part of your floor? Well, you know, I always forget to vacuum under my bed, so I just assume that's, like, something other people do as well. Well, I choose not to comment on that. I really do. Yeah, sure, because you clean your door handles with a toothbrush. Well, at least I clean mine. Your entire house smells like a salami. Come on, it's a welcoming smell. <laughs> What's the point of so much cleaning? It's just like when people make beds in the morning. <laughs> You're just gonna mess it up again in a few hours, right? Huh. <laughs> Again, I'm restraining myself from further comments about your hygiene level. Can we move on to today's topic? Sure. From cleaning to the Bermuda Triangle. At least it's less scary than your face when I forgot to take off my shoes at your place. You do that on purpose. Yes, yes I do, ladies and gentlemen, and his reaction is priceless. It's like you see germs as giants coming to get you. Mmm, the Bermuda Triangle. Ah yes, today is my day. Alright folks, get ready for some mystery solving, mystery, well, not solving, and some very, very interesting facts that we don't think you were completely aware of. As you all know, the Bermuda Triangle is a mystery that keeps giving everyone the chills. Now, it is called a triangle because it represents a certain part of the Atlantic Ocean that is located between Florida, Puerto Rico, and Bermuda. When we connect those three places, we get a triangle. So why isn't it called the Florida Triangle? Well, I don't know. The Florida Triangle wouldn't exactly be a scary name. I would think of cold drinks and cool beaches. Okay, okay. What about the Puerto Rican Triangle? Mm, I don't know. Let's call the people responsible and ask them to change it. Do you also want to add the or was that just for effect? I was just saying. I mean, why does Bermuda get to be special? Well, anyhow, ignoring you and your salami-smelling hygiene habits, you all know these facts and you probably know the stories. How ships and airplanes have gone missing over the decades, and how many of them were never found. But you probably didn't go into detail when it comes to those cases, and that is what we want to talk about today, among other things, of course. Well, let's start this off by mentioning the latest tragedy that happened not so long ago. 2015, when El Faro, a cargo ship, simply disappeared in the Bermuda Triangle. Now, this is a case when the missing ship was found a month later. It disappeared on the 1st of October and was found on the 31st. The Piper PA planes, however, were never found. This was back in 2005 and 2007. Both just vanished, and that was that. And those are just some of the more recent situations, but definitely not all of them. Yes, over 2,000 ships, as well as 200 aircrafts, have been swallowed by the Bermuda Triangle over the centuries. Whoa, hold it, I didn't know that. Well, what did you think? That it's called the Devil's Triangle for fun? No, but more than 2,000 ships? Come on, that's like... 
Why do people still travel through there? Well, because even though it is a mystery, planes and ships pass through daily without any issues. It's not magic and aliens, even though some believed it to be. You'd think that in the 21st century, disappearances like this would at least be explained properly. Now, there are many explanations, but it's still an open case that scientists are researching. Who knows what they will find that might explain everything. Well, which explanations do you believe in? Well, it's not really about belief. It is the fact that scientists really have found some things that really seem legitimate. Um, for example, after analyzing weather satellite images, they found some strange clouds, hexagonal clouds. They said that they might be, and I emphasize that they might be, air bombs. So what, a very strange cloud blows up and then what? Mm, it's not about blowing up, but about the fact that they create winds, and therefore winds so strong and big that no ship or aircraft can withstand them. All right, and is that the reason? I mean, come on, more than 2,000 ships, 200 aircraft, and the explanation are air bomb clouds? That's it? That's not all, of course, and it's not completely related to every case. But it is a realistic explanation that covers a big part of the mystery. Sure, all right, then what about that pilot that survived? How do these clouds explain his situation? And listen up, everyone, this is a case that'll leave you completely confused and wondering. You are referring to Bruce Gernon, right? Yep, the survivor who lived to tell the tale about how some things have yet to be explained. All right, so for our viewers, here's the story. Bruce Gernon is a pilot and a very experienced one. Which is important for the story. Yeah, sure, it is kind of a big deal. So the guy was on his regular flight to Miami. Nothing unusual, everything regular. Still, when he began his flight, one of the many that were completely the same he started to see some unusual things happen, practically from the start of the flight. And tell us what you mean by unusual. For example, a small cloud that started to get bigger. One of those air bomb clouds? Uh, bigger as he approached it, right? No, that's the thing. This was not one of those air bomb clouds, and it was not getting bigger as he approached it. It was actually growing in size. The situation was simple. He had to go through the cloud. There was no way around it, and he came through to the end just fine. Yeah, but that's not the story I heard. I thought that there was a whole mystery around a big cloud and how he barely survived. Hold on. This was the first cloud. The one you're talking about is the second one. Oh, oh spooky. Okay, do carry on. So the... When did you get popcorn? Oh, this? Well, I prepared in advance. Uh, I knew this was going to be a spooky story podcast. Well, give me some. No, you're talking and it's not nice to talk with your mouth full. Plus, you should probably keep your weight down, you know? I don't think your girlfriend would appreciate any extra. But I just lost... Never mind, keep the popcorn. It's probably cold anyway. So, after he went through the first cloud, and soon after, another one appeared. And this one was massive. As an experienced pilot, he knew that he had to go through it. And with all his courage, he did. No! Don't go in! That's how all scary stories start. Now, that's for houses in the woods and secret doors in movies. Well, I sure would rather go through a secret door than a massive black cloud of doom. Can you just eat the popcorn and listen, please? As I said, he went in. He had to. He had no other choice. As he went into the cloud, everything became dark as the night. Literally, absolutely no sunshine could come through. He also saw some very bright white flashes that were not lightning. Everything was very strange and something that he hadn't seen before, as this cloud wasn't a storm or rain cloud. Yeah, yeah he, he would know, as an experienced pilot and all. Yes, he would. 
After about 30 minutes, he realized he was in the same cloud he entered and, of course, he was not feeling pleasantly. Soon, he saw the end of the cloud like uh, the end of the tunnel. Whoa, yeah. But... Oh, come on, I knew it. Yeah, something always has to happen. But then very strange things started to happen. The navigation system went totally wild, the compass useless, and the end that he saw started to close up. So we're getting to the crucial part now. He managed, hardly, to escape and come out of the massive mysterious cloud. After this, he said he felt weightless for a few seconds. Dude, what an adventure. But when does the whole time thing come into play? I, I read something about that. Ah, yes, patience. I will get there shortly. He immediately, of course, contacted ground control so that the dispatchers could tell him where he was. Curiously enough, they couldn't tell him anything because on the radar, his plane was missing. Gone, as if it just wasn't there. Soon enough, they told him that he was in Miami, which was impossible. Impossible? Why? Wasn't he supposed to have gone to Miami or something like that? Yes, but here is a detail that I failed to mention earlier, and an important one. The flight he usually did was about 90 minutes long. This time, he was in Miami within 47 minutes. So what? He went faster. I thought there was more to the story. There is. When taking into consideration the speed of the aircraft, along with the distance he had to cover, a 47-minute flight was literally physically impossible. Huh. So what's the explanation? Well, my good friend and my dear viewers, there's the thing. There isn't one. Huh? Nothing? Not even a theory? There are always theories, but a theory is not an explanation, just a theory. Naturally, Bruce did his best to try and find any explanations for what happened to him. He went to see professionals, colleagues, scientists, and many others who might be qualified to give him any information to ease his mind. Nothing. He got nothing. He even wrote a book about his experience. Huh, good day, sir. I mean, I would too. Imagine managing to survive such a situation and not telling your story. Well, the only thing he got was an explanation for the clouds. They're actually very common in that area. But as for the rest, how he was able to travel the distance within the impossible 47 minutes, no one knows to this day. No proven theories. So, if we got our research done like good students, very few wrecks were found, most disappeared, and there are only some theories that make sense. The rest are just ideas and our imagination. Everything about the Bermuda Triangle is just a mystery? Most of it is a mystery. Of course, the scientists and other qualified people have done their best to conduct research of all kinds. And yes, they found out many things. But the entire point of the Bermuda Triangle is the fact that it is a huge mystery. Well, one thing I do know, I would not want to go down there with those scientists. Have you seen the animals that live there? Yeah, I saw some pictures, but, you know, I've seen scarier. Come on, you've seen scarier than a vampire squid and a huge shark with a very strange-looking jaw that moves? Well, first of all, you move your jaw, too. That's how you chew, genius. Secondly, you can't expect them to eat their prey with a fork and a knife. They kind of have to be scary if they ought to survive down there. And the thing, uh, the thing that starts to glow when it senses danger. To glow, dude, glow around the eyes and everything. Hold up now. Of course it glows. But that makes it more special than scary. Of course, it is scary to you. You are the prey. Uh, that is not helping. I am not getting into deep waters again. I doubt that our glowy fish likes the taste of two-day-old socks. Relax. And by the way, the name of your glowing friend is the dragonfish. Oh, that sounds cool. Because it is cool. 
And the shark is called the goblin shark. There are some pretty fantastic creatures down there if you ask me. Sure, they seem scary, and they are supposed to be, but the vampire squid can completely invert its skin, exposing its spine. Ah, I'm going to faint now. Oh please, Super Salami Man, if I don't faint from the stench in your apartment, you won't faint if you saw a vampire squid. No, that is not the same thing. I don't know. Last time I also sent some onions, I was pretty close to giving up. Oh yeah, hey, <laughs> I was making pudding that day. So yes, creatures, scary like your cooking, the Bermuda Triangle, a mystery not unlike the one of what ecosystem exists under your bed, and a survivor story. Very much like mine when I come out of your apartment. As you can see, dear viewers, some things simply can't be explained. But that doesn't mean that they won't be in the future. Exactly. Scientists are always working on such curious cases, and hopefully, tragic mysteries surrounding the Bermuda Triangle will be resolved while the fungi under your bed will remain untouched. We'll make sure to keep you updated on both. Until then, we will continue with other interesting topics that you guys like, and we'll keep you on your toes. So, until next time. Until next time.